So his his Enzo's actually up for sale. Yeah, but I just bought a yacht, so I'm kind of tight on cash at the moment. Yeah, but it's the third yacht, right? Because the mega yacht doesn't technically count as a yacht, right? <laughs> I think that just counts as a ship. We just rent yeah, that out for sure. like two million a week. For, I mean, I guess I can buy Alonso's Enzo. That's a weird yeah, sentence. Alonso's it? Enzo is a is a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> Um, but welcome back to the 107 <laughs> podcast uh, with myself, Jacob, and my co-host, Ash. Uh, today, we are, well, not only are we, you know, coming off the back of a, of a nice race week and into another race week, but it's just the two of us today, um, yes. which apparently makes a change. Back to back. It feels empty. Yeah, it does. It feels, feels lonely. Um, I can't believe <laughs> they've left the two of us alone. Uh, but uh, obviously we are off the back of the I Give It F1 podcast duo joining us um, and also the Fans Talk F1 podcast duo joining us too the week before. Um, thank you both to all four, I guess, <laughs> all yeah. four of you for joining us. But yeah, now you're just up with the two of us uh, and we have quite a bit to talk about, don't we? We do indeed. We ha- We had a race this week. Oh, I, I meant about the Enzo. We need to discuss oh, what I'm doing to it. I, I think I'd take it to Liberty Walk and get it like wide-bodied. Oh my god. You'd, <laughs> you'd get murdered. Ferrari would literally shoot me on sight, essentially. I'm sure, like, haven't they done stuff in the past where they've sent, like, cease and desist? Yeah, they have, yeah. Uh, they There's also, there's owners. a, I can't remember if it's a rumour or, or if it's true, but um, somebody bought a Ferrari and then bought, like, an or made their own custom aftermarket mar- aftermarket exhaust and the computer system inside this ferrari went mental because it detected (laughs) that it wasn't the original exhaust like it's insane like ferrari hate it if you even change the color of these things let alone change any of the internal uh parts do you you remember a while back dead mouse turned his ferrari into like a nyan cat yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) they were not happy they were not happy with that whatsoever yeah it's insane (laughs) um i'm not happy with their strategy so there's that take that ferrari i'm sure they'll be you very not happy hurt. with ferrari strategy who'd have thought eh who'd have thought um but yes so uh monaco grand prix let's actually get back on to subject uh yeah. monaco grand prix wow i mean when it started raining it was actually wow. entertaining when it rained yeah did, um, did it change the top three though no <laughs> started um it? It could have done had uh, Aston Martin potentially, you know, yeah, uh, I'm kind of 50-50 on that. Stops. I think they would have given Max a fight, but I think Max Max had it in, in the bag. So as far as I could work out, uh, Alonso would have had track position yeah, uh, and he would have been ahead of Verstappen. So Verstappen uh, would have had to have gone past him. Had oh, the right. pit stops worked out correctly and stuff like that, and because of where they were on track and stuff like that, as far as I could work out and from what I've heard, they could have had track position and could have then obviously had to force Verstappen to overtake Alonso. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know how well that would have gone. But I think had there been no rain, it would have been very procedural and obviously not played out the way that it did. Uh, so, so should, should we start with the thing that Monaco is most exciting for? I, I was just going to say, Bernie Eccleston's idea of turning on sprinklers randomly during a race, <laughs> I'm all for it if it's Monaco. 
if it's Monaco, Monaco it's only. Monaco only, yeah. But um, sorry, you were saying you wanted to start with uh, Quali, is that correct? Yes, Quali, because Quali was amazing. Still don't think Monaco should be on the calendar race-wise, but it has the best Quali, because as you saw, 1, 2, and 3 ended up 1, 2, and 3 on mm. Sunday. But Alonso put in an amazing lap. Esteban Ocon put in an amazing lap yep it seems like uh the merc drivers are still still getting to grips with their car but it's showing improvement yeah that's um, to be expected though right let's be honest it's a brand yeah. new idea i guess concept let's go with so i yeah. think it's sort of to be expected that it's going to take them what three or four races to maybe even get used to it and max just uh pulled it out and not even the end the last sector <laughs> It, that, that was that final sector is probably the greatest final sector <laughs> ever uh, at Monaco. Two tenths down, and then put that out in the fire. They, I think he knew, right? He knew that that's yeah. where he was going to get the time because he did something similar for the previous lap where he was down, but he pulled it out in the last sector. So. Yeah, I think he he probably knew uh, that first sector wasn't great. Okay, this the middle sector was decent enough, but. For this final sector, I'm either going to have to put it on pole or put it in the wall. And he put it on pole. It was it was that sort of situation. I think it's what would have happened had his Jeddah lap from the year before <laughs> uh, had that gone gone through and he not tapped the wall. Um, that sort of level, I guess. I think that lap was more special had he not crashed, or would have been more special had he not crashed. But this lap was uh, was pretty special as well. Let's be honest. Yeah, because it's that it was that hope. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Right? You see, oh, sector one is slower, sector two is slower, and then mm. bang, sector three puts on pole by eight one hundredths. Yes, wow. which is which is unreal. So, um, yeah, I guess bad luck to to Aston Martin. It was uh, it was almost theirs to lose at a point, um, but uh, we'll we'll go on to it a bit later on. But apparently, there are updates coming to the Aston Martin for Barcelona, which is this week. It is race week. Yay. Um, but apparently, there are updates coming to the Aston Martin, and apparently, they will give two-tenths per lap. Oh, wow. Apparently. Oh, okay. uh, well, Aston did it last year, didn't they? They developed the car over the season, and they had a strong car at the end of the season. So, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see um, where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Charles Leclerc's luck continues at Monaco. <laughs> he just has the worst luck in the world, honestly. He's like, there are very few. Um, look, there's 20 drivers in Formula One, right? Yeah. How many of them actually have a home race? So you've got the British drivers have a home race. Yep. Spanish drivers have a home race. Mm -hmm. This is the closest for. Um, Logan Sargent has a home race. This is the closest for Ocon, and I have a bone to pick with Ocon once we talk about the race because, right. yeah. Yeah, Ocon um, has had one, but they got rid of France. So Verstappen Yuki has, has one. Verstappen has three home races. <laughs> but For Verstappen technically has one. He has the Dutch one. <laughs> he right? has the Dutch, but also has the Belgian, and then also has the Austrian. So Nick, Nick de Vries has. So, uh, it's actually easier. For the drivers that don't have a home race, which is Alex Albon, mm -hmm. Valtteri Bottas, mm -hmm. Kevin Magnussen, mm -hmm. Nico Hulkenberg, yep. Joe Guan Yu, but that might change. Well, he should he have a had a home race. Yeah. So about five drivers, 15 yep. drivers have a home race. Actually, that, that kind of, my point was like, not many drivers have a home race. <laughs> yeah. Quite well, a few drivers have a home race. You, you could also argue that Albon kind of does have a home race because he's sort of british as well semi-british yeah. so obviously he races under the tie flag but i mean you know. yeah 
I'm going by the flags. Yeah. Anyway, it's his home race. He's yeah. in a quick car, and it just never works out for him. Ever. It's, it's, it's It must be painful as a Ferrari fan. Uh, yeah. However, I'm not really a Ferrari fan, so it's actually quite funny. <laughs> um, I really feel for him. I really feel for him. Yeah. But that was a well-deserved penalty, so... Yeah, you so don't know, he got a penalty for blocking Lando yeah. on his fast lap in the tunnel. And so yeah, thank you, thank you for the for the context context for I guess maybe people who missed quali. Uh, but essentially, the team just didn't tell him that there was a fast car approaching. Javi, what the hell is going on, lad? Were you sipping a beer and like, oh yeah, he's done it. He's he's got his laps in, yeah. like just taking a little break. You should be, you know. Telling yeah, even driver, Lando mentioned like, it in the interview. Like, yeah, he was like, "Mentioned me throughout yeah. the team radio." So yeah, yeah that's really weird. Really weird. Um, yeah, but um, Lando yeah, did also. Obviously... Lando did also have a very good uh, team radio as well during the race uh, when he was like, "Which which cars ahead?" And uh, his engineer was like, "Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> like I, I don't know off the top of it, but let's say it's Albon." And then uh, Lando goes, no, 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 the cars aren't racing. And, and his engineer comes back and goes, oh, that sign's 48 seconds ahead. And he just goes, <laughs> ah, sick. <laughs> it's just, it was brilliant. It's just like that level of sarcasm is, it's very British, but it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, as it's, Max had a great lap, but I think the stand-up mm. former was Esteban. Um, yeah. Put up to P4 and it's P3. Good on him. Good on yeah. him. I, yeah. I would also like to give a little cheeky shout out to Yuki putting it P9 during quali as well. Yeah. I think it was a very good performance from him. He had a pretty strong weekend, I think, to be completely honest with you, even though he, uh, spoiler alert, uh, he ended up finishing 15th. Uh, he was dealing with car issues, so not his uh, fault whatsoever. Um, and he was having a decent weekend up until the. the oh yeah, McLaren's he was having some breaking him. issues. Yeah, it, the, yeah, and then the McLarens caught him, and then it just all went in the bin from there. I'm afraid. Otherwise, was he on for a P10 or a P11? Yeah, around that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your bone to pick with Esteban? So we'll move on to the race then. And my bone to pick yeah. with Esteban, obviously, he was on the uh, he was on the podium. Uh, and he looked dead into the camera during his interview, and he called himself Esty Bestie, and I <laughs> wanted to die from cringe. Please uh... don't just stop, please. We don't need a Waluigi calling himself Esty Bestie. That is not in my like. That wasn't on my 2023 F1 bingo card. Why? Stop. Do you know it, what? I we don't... give these drivers a lot of shit for yeah. being PR machines. Yeah. So if that's what he's like, if he's awkward like that, let him be awkward. I will Bring let Waluigi do whatever he needs to do, but I will call him out for being cringe. Like, it just wasn't it, mate. Like, honestly. Um, I understand I am not the textbook definition of cool. However, <laughs> please no. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, the race. I think, yeah, we'll go back to what we were talking about before. Uh, Max controlled the race, did well. Fernando did well to stay in somewhat of a contention. Yep. Um, I was actually really surprised mm. that there was not a single safety car. Yeah, race. I guess that... I was thinking about it. I wonder what the odds are on Saturdays like, of putting money 
on by the way don't gamble it's bad for you <laughs> uh yeah um of putting money on there being no safety cars in monaco right you'd get really good odds mm, and probably it didn't happen i should have thought about what are the odds of fernando getting p1 uh, it's my fault it's my fault mm. he didn't win it's my fault he they chose dries instead of inters it is your fault entirely yes. yeah um i did see a meme which was uh like literally somewhere with flooding and then it was aston martin mechanics coming out with medium <laughs> compound tires and i was like that's that's absolutely brilliant that's my meme yeah. of the week um, <laughs> yeah i mean i i think that looking back at the decision it was 50 50 because if the majority of the tracks yeah. dry you can kind of just all right we'll take it slow yeah um but it just like i said it started to rain more they started spreading water around the track and mm. luckily for him the ferrari's double stacked so he could uh keep p2 yeah, pretty much. Uh, Ferrari's strategy was a bit pants at points, to be honest with you. But I think that there's not there's not a whole lot they could have done with it. It just it it was what it was. I think the only thing yeah. that could have worked is I can't remember who was first. I believe uh, Leclerc was ahead of Signs at that point. I mean, Signs was right behind him. Maybe Signs could have like slowed down a little bit. Maybe even backed up cars behind him by having a slow in lap or whatever. And but I mean that doesn't really advantage anyone, or like it just would have been annoying, I guess. Um, but potentially dangerous too. So um, there's that. So I I don't really know, but I, it is what it is. Um, I think that during um, Fast and Furious Monaco Drift, uh, yeah. it was it was pretty interesting to see all of these cars literally slide off almost completely, and somehow not take too much damage for the majority of it. Uh, I did see Lance Stroll essentially rip off most of his front wing um, and we'll come back to Lance in a little bit as well Um, and there were some other small damages and bits and pieces and I think Perez literally yeeted um, Russell across half of uh, I don't know which turn it is but like just as you're coming up to the um, uh, chicane chicane, yeah uh, just literally yeeted him halfway across the racetrack there was nothing like I'm not blaming Perez in any way I'm not no no it was George's fault like George Um, reversed onto the track obviously you can't see yeah um, Russell tried his best to like come back onto the track after spinning spinning down the um uh, relief lane i guess uh he did his best to come on as safe as he could he just didn't do the best job of it um and also i guess perez was on slicks in the wet as well so his stopping power was quite limited too so it is what it is i think that russell i think he got shown a black and white flag um but i i he got a five second time penalty uh oh okay i think who was it that was showing a black and white flag then quite a few drivers. signs sorry signs. signs that was for that was for his uh front wing end plate damage i do apologize yes um but uh, when yes. he tried to overtake esteban yeah exactly when he tried to overtake esteban which was um going back to ferrari strategy you gave him the hurry along and then he sort of just gave it like a 50 50 lunge down that corner it just felt completely wrong um that ferrari probably could have overtaken uh the the alpine um at some point literally during the next lap i don't think it was essential that carlos got past uh ocon on that specific corner um but uh but yeah i think there was obviously a little bit of damage and some coming together during the rain and stuff like that um but uh going off of what the conversation was last week week before around potentially bringing monaco off the calendar um i think that 
had there not been any rain, I think we would have been having very different conversations right now on the podcast and also just, you know, socially but, but on look, Twitter even, and stuff like that about the race even, itself. Even with the rain, the top three was the top three. Yeah, I don't think that the top three being the top three from start to finish, like, obviously that wasn't the entire time, but, you know, you'd like the, the top three remaining the same. Um, I don't think that that means that Monaco is boring, um, necessarily. Yeah. Um, it is it but, is a boring race <laughs> but i think i think that if even without the rain i uh, uh, sorry even with the rain um like i think that if that top 3 had changed we would still probably be leaning towards saying that it wasn't the most entertaining race um and without the rain completely it would have been very procedural um as we all know that happens in monaco it has the most entertaining qualifying yeah exactly yeah that's it but i mean even then like yesterday um like yesterday yesterday, saturday esteban did well but the top cars are usually the top cars it's not even like you know an alpha tauri could really put it on pole and things like that but it does have the most exciting qualifying i guess it's a very exciting track to drive yeah um if you're a driver it's because you're on the edge the whole time Mm. um but yeah it's not it's not a race but f1 did actually handle the race in terms of uh presenting it it was because it's normally it's done by monaco tv crew this time as a formula one production crew it felt a lot better it felt like they were in the right place at the right time yeah helicopter shots it was the first time and... they've ever had a helicopter. Yeah. Which is mad. So, like, you think, that's... oh, Monaco Grand Prix, they've always had a helicopter. No, they, they, like, it's the first year in, you know, a million years that they've ever had a, a in helicopter. How weird is that? I know, it's really weird. It's, it's just really, it. really strange. So, good on... I think the Formula 1 did a great job of uh, production for the race. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Is Monaco going to go anywhere? No, but I think you know it's it's just it's not a race, and I wouldn't be sad if it left and something else came in place. Yeah, I understand. I think so. So for context, the Monaco Grand Prix is confirmed for this year and another a further four years, um, with a review happening three years after the contract was signed. So meaning in another two years, there will be a review on that contract as to whether or not it will get reviewed uh, 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 uh renewed sorry not reviewed you moron um but yeah so i i don't know how well it will go afterwards of course um personally i think it's just one of those things that we kind of have to keep on on the track but uh on the um calendar but i think that we should do some stuff to change it up a little bit there every now and again like if we want to mess with the qualifying format and stuff like that that's the race where you mess with the qualifying format or you mess with the race format or whatever it is you i don't know you play around with like i remember in formula e you had like fan boost and stuff like that like you play around with those mechanics i don't think fan boost is a good idea for the record but you play around with mechanics like that like i don't know uh you're uh ers gets an extra 20 horsepower if you go through this gate and you can only go through it three times a race or whatever like i'm not saying again that any of these ideas are good but i'm just saying that like this is the weekend that you mess around with it i definitely don't agree with um f1 matt from two episodes ago's uh idea of running a heritage car because that just 
honestly i don't think that makes any sense um yeah but i think that we can definitely mess with the with the grand prix um but i don't think that that um it should be removed from the calendar as of yet do you think i think maybe they should get rid of the chicane after the tunnel and have that yes. one long straight i i agree i absolutely agree um and i think that might help overtake overtaking opportunities yeah. there i i do have another question though because uh, i don't know if you're aware but the indy 500 was also on sunday yes i was uh, aware and... i don't know who won oh i can't remember who won but he ran into the crowd it was it was brilliant like that's the sort of thing that you know people should do like when you win at the monaco grand prix you should run and jump straight into the crowd uh like because it is part of the triple crown uh one thing i wanted to talk about is that to me i understand that monaco is one of the three races that you have to win to get the triple crown however monaco typically in recent times hasn't been the most entertaining race or anything like that right it's one of those heritage things where it's carried on and it's an event for the rich and famous exactly should that be replaced with a different race going forward no because monaco as a driver's track because i think that's what the triple crown Mm. is like with Le Mans, Le Mans and Indy, right? Is Le Mans and IndyCar, yes. Is as a driver's track, considering how easy it is to crash there, considering you've got a pace that you put on pole to win, and even then, it's not a guaranteed win. I mean, um, yeah. I just think because it's pure skill that car, that that car, sorry, that race is pure skill. It should definitely be still part of the Triple Crown, my opinion. Mm. Even right. though I've said numerous times to get rid of the race. As part of the Triple Crown, it should stay. And I I don't know what other race you would replace it Well, with. that's what I was going to say. So that was my follow-up question, is that if we were to get rid of Monaco and it wasn't to be on the F1 calendar, if you had to pick another race, what would what would replace it? I would argue it's it's got to be 50-50 between Monza and British. I was going to say Monza and Silverstone. Yeah, I would say that Those simply are the two. because... In history-wise, mm. those two. Um, but, yeah. Um, the only other one I could maybe think of is Spa. Yeah, Spa, Spa, I think, is it comes in a close third. Yeah. But I think and it, is, it maybe, is pretty close. Maybe uh, Suzuka. Mm. Um, yeah, Suzuka would be a good one, actually. They are very technical tracks, and they really get the best out of the drivers. True. Like, if, you, if you do well at Spa, Suzuka, and Monaco... You are a good driver. Yes, true. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking like Suzuka just doesn't have that history, and it's not been part of the F1 calendar for like that long. Yeah, um, comp- yeah history-wise, it, it wouldn't be up there. Yeah. It'd be Silverstone on Monday. So I, yeah, I'm, ju- I'm just asking the question. Um, and speaking of the Triple Crown as well, what did you think of the McLaren livery that they ran over the weekend? Were you I a fan it... or no? Um. Okay, so I have one slight issue was that it looked a lot like the AlphaTauri. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I but can see I that. do like the way how they um, made it look like the Marlboro McLarens. Mm, yeah, I think cool. that's a nice nod towards yeah. that livery because I, I thought it was all right. It's not as good as the golf livery. No, 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 no. And no. I'm actually looking forward to what the Williams golf livery will be. Yes, I think they've got uh, four designs. That are yes, up for which of the boat. four did you prefer? Because I preferred the fourth one. 
I think I prefer the third one. Really? We'll have to, we'll have to yeah. Should, should, should I quickly Google it? Yeah, quickly Google uh, it. Williams, yeah. what was it? Uh, golf livery. Yeah. Golf F1. Um, golf livery tournament. Can we get out? Can you share your screen? Uh, I'm already recording my screen, so what I will do is should I, I will share just... my screen. I will uh, hold on one second. I will just share my screen real quick, um, like for the oh. for the uh, for the audience. Let's let's go with the audience. Yeah, if you if you watch the um, video. So I think I think it was the f it was the fourth one that was the ah. that was the best one. But currently Cause... is is round one. So they have number one and number two, which was bolder than bold versus contemporary. Um, and in all honesty. Bolder than bold, I think, is nicer. I think bolder than bold is nicer. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to submit my vote. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let cool. Me, uh, yeah. So let me share. Let me share my screen, and then at least. Uh, yeah, that also works. Yeah. Uh, that's this one, right? I'm going to have to do cool. some editing for uh, for this one for dun, sure. Dun, dun. Nice. Can you see that? Yeah, we can see. So, yeah. So it's this one versus this one in round one, and that yeah. I, that one is much nicer. But yes. my overall one out of the four, let me see if I can get all four in. Barely. Uh, no, that I'll say. Uh, is this one? I think that will be the winner. The contemporary, the bottom one. No, no, visionary, visionary. Oh, it's so, oh, you think visionary is going to be the winner? I think visionary is going to be the winner. Okay. Which yes. one do you think? See, I I think they did it on like their Instagram, and it was I I was like, oh yeah, the fourth one looks good, which I thought was Heritage, which is the bottom one, because I actually quite oh liked sorry that. Contemporary Contemporary oh I, I had it wrong I thought the top right sorry my bad I believe Contemporary will that's my favourite yeah okay right. uh, yeah I thought Heritage was was quite nice. Heritage looks quite plain though yeah I I yeah I know but I I kind of kind of like it to be honest with you <laughs> I but to, but to be completely honest I think all four of these are really really nice so I'm not overly bothered like none of them are ugly no no they're not ugly um, so I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it let's go with no but yeah, I uh, I my favourite here is this one, contemporary. Yeah, I think that looks quite cool. Followed by bolder than bold, visionary, and heritage. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, to to give everyone a little bit of context, uh, what's happening is uh, Williams are running a livery fan vote essentially to decide with the um, the livery that will run on Alex and Logan's FW forty five uh in singapore um so it will run in singapore japan and, and qatar uh those are the three races that this livery will appear on i thought they were gonna do something at monaco i thought they were gonna you know run one of these uh during that weekend but I, apparently not uh which is fine i don't have an issue with that that's obviously typically the race that is usually reserved for cool liveries i guess unless there's something specific going on like uh red bull's white livery from 2021 which is honestly one of the most beautiful formula one cars i've ever seen I, it was so simple it, is amazing. it was brilliant it's um, amazing 
it's so good i think i think that that livery is one of the modern classics let's say like it's some it's a livery that will be talked about in five ten years time as being one of the best ones from that generation of cars we should do that actually we should decide our favorite liveries from like that old technical regulations set of cars um and come up with like a top three or top five or whatever it is um but anyway so there's a fan vote which is happening the first round uh is happening now and then on the 5th of june which is uh next week after barcelona uh or barcelona uh will be the other two designs as well uh which you saw on screen if you are watching live or obviously if you're listening go and have a look on their website go and go and vote because it's really awesome that they're going to let the fans you know participate mclaren didn't do that with their special livery idiots so the so um points to williams there honestly for for getting the fans involved it's it's really really cool to do yeah if, if there's any team that should we do multiple deliveries it's red bull because they've got the different drink designs haven't they true the different flavors yeah. yeah um they should really uh change it up a little bit more i think you know? yeah and they'll sell a ton of merch right yeah you would think you it'd imagine be a like sure the, fire the white thing. and red um what do you call it a tire not a tire whatever it is t-shirts and stuff like that the white and red ones i think people would just clamor to buy it yeah i um i i do also think or i'm assuming uh and i think this is actually a good point i'm assuming that the austrian grand prix for red bull they will do something specific for dietrich who was the um the like not the the i think it was the the founder of red he, bull he co-founded red co-founded bull red bull yeah, yeah sorry i i didn't didn't know the specific uh like what the situation was but yeah, yeah. obviously no, no, he yeah. was he's, he's he's one of the co-founders yeah and, yeah but he was uh, massive in red bull actually becoming like a like an actual formula one team and uh all of the yeah, funding he was and big into his motorsports yeah so. massively um so i think it would be nice if if red bull did something to honor him at the austrian grand prix uh i think maybe a special livery would be very very cool um but we'll we'll have to wait and see maybe they could do like the red bull in like the austrian colors so they could do like red and white that would be really cool um we'll have to wait and see but i would yeah. i would like to see that for sure red bull marketing if you're listening do it <laughs> honestly or red bull whoever if you're listening do it because that would be phenomenal yeah no that's cool um so yeah uh max p1 fernando yeah, p2 to the race. Fernando p3 <laughs> back to the race uh mercedes fourth and fifth upgrades seem to be doing their job i mean you say um, you say upgrades i think that mercedes essentially just made the most of the chaos even though george i think went off a couple of times uh i think they benefited um, from the chaos to be completely honest yeah no i think that the rain helped him but i think in quality the car looked a little bit stronger yeah uh george was more consistent but lewis pulled it out at the end so uh good on him um True. ferrari Kind of a little bit of a race to forget for them, mm. Charles and Carlos couldn't really make any inroads. Yeah, um, I think it's a shame because, or maybe not even a shame, but it could get quite interesting because I think that these upgrades to Mercedes have essentially made that fight between Mercedes and Ferrari that bit more tasty. But I have a feeling that within the next two or three races, we will be talking about how Ferrari are a bit in the mud in comparison. Well, we'll it could be interesting to see what happens throughout the year um, later yes. on towards the end of the season because everyone's seen bottom of the Red Bull now. 
uh, with Sergio's crash. Everyone's seen the bottom of the Mercedes. True. And they've seen the bottom of the Ferrari as well. True, yes. So, and Red Bull is way ahead of everyone. Like, I don't know aerodynamics, but it's clearly, it's got more on it. So I'm guessing that's why it's faster. (laughs) But I think some uh, designs could be stolen. uh, Yeah, I think that's... Or copied. Yeah, that's always going to happen. Yeah, it's always going to happen. But like, yeah, not... They obviously want to hide the bottom of the car as much as possible. Yeah, um, it's one of the few elements I guess you can hide. Yeah, it so... is. You very rarely see um, the bottom of the car. Yeah. So now it's over to Jacob's section about his favourite team, <laughs> ninth and tenth. <laughs> Papaya glasses on. I was really confused where you were going with this. Uh, wow, double points. <laughs> Let's go. I'm very happy that uh, double points in Monaco. Piastri's first Monaco race, he managed to grab a point, which is brilliant. Um, I can't really complain, to be honest with you, like in in all honesty. Um, I think uh, McLaren now have 17 points over the entirety of the the season. Uh, And they're sixth in in the drivers, in the constructor standings. Um, I think that Alpine now have 35 points uh, as of the end of the end of this weekend. I think that gap 35 to 17 would have been a bit smaller had obviously um, uh, Esty Bestie um, not been not been on the podium. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, hopefully, McLaren can you know start to get a bit better. And apparently, I heard a rumor. Papaya, these are my papaya tinted glasses. <laughs> I had a rumour that they are bringing some serious, serious upgrades to the British Grand Prix. So, I will be there on the ground, ready to see these upgrades in person, and I cannot wait. Because the optimist in me is going, that means a fucking Lando podium in British Grand Prix. That's how far ahead of myself I'm getting. Because the this is how much I... I Forget the Red Zach, Bulls Zach, the I'm Ferraris, speaking to you directly, Zach. Aston I Martins, fucking need the Mercedes. this. <laughs> Lando's and Oscar are going to get ahead of them all. Mate, I... I like, it needs to happen. Like, <laughs> Please. It's been two years <laughs> of just rubbish. <laughs> I need this. Hey, hey, try being a Fernando fan. It was years. Try being a Fernando fan. You met, your years man was P2 literally two days yeah, ago. Yeah, from 2014, from 2014 <laughs> to 2021. <laughs> At least he's very rich. <laughs> I uh I've been listening to um yes I am about to plug a different podcast. I've been listening to Formula 4 Success uh their podcast which is David Coulthard and uh Eddie Jordan um who obviously owned Jordan and then uh Coulthard was obviously I think he's a 14-time GP race winner off the top of my head. Um he won at Monaco twice. He did. Yes, he did win at Monaco. Uh I believe twice and I think he was robbed of a third victory i think but i'm not entirely sure um but uh their podcast was uh was talking about like like all everything to do with formula one and they like read of the glory days and all that fun stuff it's uh it's pretty interesting um but um (laughs) but they were they were talking (laughs) it was back in the day back in the day like when was the jordan jordan f1 jordan f1 was early 2000s was 1991 to 2005 so it was the olden days 
So yeah. don't give me that. Like it, not it give me that. Old. I'm just saying. Back in the day, that's that's their uh, thing. Back in the day, we could have. Was it? What did they have? Like a snake on the Jordan, didn't they? Uh, I mean, their main color was yellow, and then they had the like, the front was shaped like a. It was like shaped like an animal. Was it a snake? Yes, they introduced nose art from 1997 to 2001, uh, cool. and they had a snake mascot. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. Uh, but th- they also had the Seven Up livery as well, which is pretty cool. Which was in the U.S. Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, I think Jordan, like some of the stuff in Jordan was mad, uh, and some of the stories coming out of it were absolutely brilliant. Um, but I was, I was just gonna uh, talk about them very quickly because I would highly recommend their their podcast as well. Actually, it's, it's been brilliant. I've recently discovered it, and it's it's very interesting having like an insight not only from somebody who used to own and run a team. Um, and on a shoestring budget, might I add, uh, at points, he was wheeling and dealing, uh, was uh, Eddie Jordan, the entirety of uh, of his time uh, in Formula One. Um, I mean, if you, if you want to become a billionaire, the easiest way to, uh, if you want to become a millionaire, sorry, is the easiest way to do that is start off a billionaire and buy an F1 team. That is the easiest way to become a millionaire. Um, so so unless uh, you're a Dietrich Mateschitz yeah unless you're Dietrich and then it's just in stonks I guess um <laughs> which is which is mad but um yeah I just highly recommend that that podcast for sure cool um so Valtteri Bottas um just outside the points in 11th and uh Zhu in 13th Nick uh beat Yuki he so did he was in 12th Yuki was in 15th I don't think that Nick did it on merit, though. So I still think that yellow card is being shown. Um, yeah. Admittedly, Nick obviously did make it through the entire race. Uh, yeah. Like he he didn't crash out. He didn't, you know, he didn't mess up massively. Uh, he brought the car home, which is brilliant. Um, so I think that's that's great. But I think that had Yuki not had some some reliability. It, not even reliability issues, mechanical issues. I do apologise. Uh, had he not had some mechanical issues, then I, th- I think it would have been a slam dunk for Yuki. Cool, cool. And then uh, Alex in 14th and Logan in 18th. Um, they... Actually, there's two drivers we need to talk about as well afterwards. Um, but yeah, just standard race for them. Which two uh, Nico... to talk about? Well, Nico's in 17th. Um, yeah. Kevin didn't finish. I think the two we need to talk about are Sergio's horror of a race where he spent more time in the pits yeah. than he did on the track. Yeah. And then Lance. Yeah, before well, we, before we Lance go Stroll, on to yeah. either of those two, we will we'll will obviously um jump on those. Um uh, did you not see halfway through the race Williams decided to pit Sergeant and teach him about tire degradation and how to, you know, not have your tires like uh, ball up and um, I've forgotten the technical term for it, where it like they get marble. Yeah, to stop marbling on tires. They were like, oh yeah, you're twentieth anyway. You might as well come in and pit. They pit him for softs halfway through, and were just teaching him through how to deal with tire degradation during oh, the really? Monaco Grand Prix re- weekend. Um, very random but also yet again hats off to Williams for actually doing it because you might as well at that point if you're you're not in the um, points the way I see it is teams should just use it as like extended testing yeah pretty much Um, test upgrades test uh, 
different things. Like yeah, said, oh, I mean, right, we've got a new driver. Let's teach him about he's a rookie, tire degradation. Right? Yeah. He he would have had testing in in the Williams, but I mean, there's no harm. Like, you, unless something crazy happens, which it kind of did, um, then you might as well play around with it and teach your yeah, teach your driver not? how to how and to it, be you, better. You learn more information about the car, right? Because exactly. then you see, oh, the car yeah. eats through its tires this quickly or yeah. that slowly and that's really good data he, for the next few races he did also get overtaken three times within like a lap <laughs> which I'm, i i was literally like oh he's being over like there's an overtake wow it's more like, i think oh, wait, uh, and, and another one piastri oh, did a really one. good overtake yes. on him uh coming up the hill wasn't it yeah i think i think that once that uh, McLaren's a bit more racy, we'll actually see that Piastri has a bit of a dog in him. To be completely honest, I think, I think Piastri is very talented. Piastri and... is definitely very talented. I think, and this is in no way disrespectful whatsoever towards Daniel Ricciardo, but I do think that Piastri will push Norris ahead of a lot more next season. Um, yeah, in think the second will. season, for sure. Um, I think, and that's exactly what they need. Season. I think in the second half of the season. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, Very, um, could be very spicy between those two. Mm. But yeah, um, I think Piastri's done really well. Yeah. um, Considering he's a rookie and the car he's gone into, he's done quite well. Um, Yes, Sergio, he, I think he hit a bit of debris on Saturday and that caused him to crash out at turn one quite badly. And pretty much his race was over from there and he yeah. was just in and out in and out of the pits i i one thing that i think was wrong maybe was the fact that he didn't start on the hards so i think that he should have started on the hards um and then essentially waited and hoped for rain which did eventually come However, I also guess that by starting him on the mediums and then pitting him too hard on lap one, he did actually gain a position out of that, but he would have gained a position had he started on hards and finished on hards after that lap anyway. Um, but obviously they got the mandatory pit stop. They, as in Red Bull, got the mandatory pit stop out of the way, which I think was clever, but also I don't think they necessarily needed to do it. I think they could have kept him on the hards and then pitted him for softs towards the end of the race because that probably would have been quicker. But I don't know. I'm not a strategist. I'm not paid to be a strategist, but I just thought it was a teeny tiny bit funny when you could have just started him on the hards um, and then maybe capitalized on some first lap chaos and then you're still in the mix and you could maybe make up a place or two with a with a couple of little lunges and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that was the only thing that was I, funny to me about Sergio's race. Then he I, just I also think did, like, like he just fumbled the bag again. Well, I also think um, it's Monaco. It's hard to overtake. So. Yeah. Like whatever tires they put him on, he was just he was going to be stuck as a faster car. He was just yeah, be stuck. exactly. So um, maybe like you said, pitting him early, giving him a bit of a gap, just allows him to just run his own race. But yeah, he uh, he didn't have the best of races. No, he did fumble the bag a little bit. Um, and I think that there are a lot of memes saying that obviously you know uh, he wants to fight for the title, but you know had a horrible race weekend and that sort of slipped away from him. We're only a few races in. I don't think the title's gone just yet. Uh, I think that's a bit unfair. Um, I can understand why people would say it, because he has fumbled the bag a little bit. But at the same time, like the, the season's long. It only takes one issue it's, for Verstappen, uh, and then it's suddenly it's all square again. The season is long, and if you think Verstappen's going to be top two 
in every single race mm. or if you think he's going to finish every single race it's very very far-fetched yeah so, I, I i admittedly hats off all... if he does i mean you gotta you gotta hold your hand up to him if he yeah. does big up on red bull red bull but are the it's... currently the only team to have both cars finish every single race this season which i guess it shows you that reliability of that car is yeah. pretty bloody good however things happen yeah it's formula one anything can happen yeah exactly there might be a, an incident like uh in in silverstone two three years ago with with uh with lewis um we all know that uh lewis loves putting his uh front tire in front of a rear tire of a red bull so maybe something <laughs> like that happens again like who knows like it could be anything it could be goat tfi comes back um for williams and takes one of them out it could be any number of things it could be a bird on track it could be a whatever it could just be good old-fashioned having a puncture and hitting a wall you never know um so it could be anything and i think to say that the season's gotten away from sergio already is a bit silly i mean i think we, we've seen it with like fernando overcame a massive points deficit in 2010 mm. sebastian oh, exactly, yeah. did it sebastian did it in 2012 yeah so yeah it, it can happen um but i think the reason why people are saying it is like it was fernando versus 2010 fernando versus seb lewis and jensen and mark i think it was jensen yep. i'm not sure and then in 2012 it was fernando versus seb here it's sergio versus max that's a big difference mm -hmm. you know yeah so Let's talk about Lance Stroll. <laughs> yes, let's talk about our favorite, our favorite billionaire's son. Is, is he the only billionaire's son that we know that races Formula I'll be, One? I'll be don't know him personally. Um, <laughs> that Lance, my phone <laughs> number is, is, is he, five. Is he a is he a good driver? Yeah, he's a good driver, but he's been in Formula One for seven seasons now, so he's not a rookie. No. He's not really shown a lot in their seven seasons. Yeah. Um, and I think Mercedes are now one point. Is it one point behind? So the current team standings uh, put Mercedes one point behind Aston Martin. Right. And I think Fernando's got 95% of their points. I believe so, yes. I believe uh, Fernando has... Sorry, I'm just researching it as we speak. Fernando has 93 of their 119 points. Yeah. If, if I, in all honesty, I think if I'm Lance, I'm a bit embarrassed. Um, because you're already going to have people going, oh, you're only in the team because your dad owns it. And at this point, from this season's performances, I would argue, yes. I think if this was most of the teams especially a Red Bull team, questions would be raised about your yeah. ability to stay in the team. Um, I think that, you know, had, like, like if, if he didn't own the team, if Lance didn't, uh, if, if uh, Papa Stroll didn't own the team, I think Lance would probably be going, probably. Um, yeah. And somebody did make a very good point. It's like, at what point do they, you know, say, Lance, you, you're not cutting it we we need to find another driver well i think that point could be this season because if you look at it right they they're starting to get the the team right dan fellows and all the people that they yeah. brought in they've, they've got the factory they've clearly got the car right yeah and they've got a top driver who's putting that car where it should be yeah 
and you haven't got your second driver in or around him. Can you know, can I make a suggestion? Yeah, of course. And that is that you get rid of Stroll for uh and you give you give it I think you give him until the end of the year. But unless performances, you know, start picking up a little bit because and I think this is the turning point is that when that Aston Martin is a race winning car and Lance Lance cannot win a race in that car, you have to ask questions at that point because you have a race winning car. And I think with Honda coming in as the engine provider which we haven't really talked about by the way honda are coming in as the engine provider for uh for aston martin as of 2026 i believe uh yep. which is the new engine regulations which is very weird because honda left and then like somehow came back or i don't know what on earth is going on anyway i would suggest that you put yuki in the aston martin he is a honda backed driver he is japanese it makes sense let's discuss uh, yeah, I think, you know, what was it? Nepot- it's nepotism, right? Mm. <laughs> it's it's nepotism. Yeah. But if you're going to have a car that Aston Martin, whether it's next season yeah. or 2026, is going to be like the Red Bulls and Mercedes before it, regularly challenging for wins, they're going to want to win the constructors. And yeah. To win the constructors, you need two solid drivers. Yeah. Max and Checo, Lewis and Valtteri, Lewis and George, if the car can do it, right? Yeah. At this point in time, Fernando and Lance, it's more—it's the Fernando show. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's... Nobody's talking about Lance. Yeah. Other than Fernando well, saying that he's a world champion material, which he very clearly yeah. isn't by the by their standards. <laughs> yeah, and you know they're gonna they're gonna need if Lance can't pick because this is the season for Lance to prove himself, right? We mm. know the car is quick. We know the car can go on podiums. Yeah. If he gets a string of even fourth places together and a few podiums he's all right but he, yeah. he's not doing that i don't know there's a, a long way to go in that season but he he should be showing what that car is mm. capable of because because fernando is so yeah. yeah and i think you know if i'm lawrence stroll obviously like look you know he, he's my son you want to give the best to your child yep. and stuff like that as a businessman as you know if if it were like you say, if it was anyone else, yeah, Lawrence Stroll doesn't take share. No, <laughs> that's one thing we know. Yeah, what does he say? I am very angry. <laughs> but also, I think uh, I do not often <laughs> speak publicly. Uh, but I think. <laughs> but I, if, uh... I think if I was Lawrence Stroll, I would be taking Lance aside and say, "You need to fix up." Yeah, I think. As, and I think that's one of the things as a parent, right? Is you've mm. got to be harsh with your child sometimes, right? I you gotta know. say to them, but yes, I, apparently you do. <laughs> and neither, neither do I. But it's part of being a parent is you can't be their friend, right? You if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think for for me, I'm sorry. Has your mum given you everything, or has she disciplined you? Uh, she has disciplined me. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you do know you don't get everything your own way. <laughs> no, I don't. Which is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but I think I think that honestly, especially with you know Fernando's not gonna, he's not gonna be around for too much longer. Surely, like Fernando, come on, like he has to retire <laughs> at some point, like again. Um, so I think even if you had Yuki uh, in the in the Aston Martin from twenty twenty six and Lance, 
I mean, I think that Yuki is probably a highly likely driver destined for for Aston Martin for sure, purely because he is Honda backed for sure, like hundred percent is Honda backed. So I think that they would probably make a push for that for sure. Um, and that's quite interesting as well because uh, Yuki would be twenty six. He would be, you know, for most athletes, that's entering your prime is around twenty six to thirty. That's sort of where you perform at your peak essentially um so i think that would be a very interesting thing but i don't know at what point that would that would take over but i think regardless uh i think that it would if if they were to keep lance in the car and i'm sure all the engineers love lance um and they get on really well with him and they think that he's a top bloke and think that he's a decent a decent driver um i have a feeling that at some point because also, Lawrence Stroll doesn't own 100% of the team, I don't think. And yeah, it's I, a consortium. Yeah, and, and I don't think that he 100% owns the like, like, like all of the decision-making, essentially. So at what point does it start looking bad on Lawrence that he's not giving this seat to someone else? And it, it yeah. then potentially even questions his integrity. So I, I don't know how long it can carry on for um i think i think he would unless lance does something horribly wrong or just has a string of like dnfs where he crashes and you know he's just terrible um i think that he will still be around next season essentially however i think after Fernando... next season i think that's when questions will start to be raised yeah, I think Fernando would want him there as well next season. Yeah, because he beats uh, him all, all day, every day. <laughs> so he makes you look amazing. Uh, but actually, I think that speaking of driver moves, I'm going to make a prediction. Oh, years God. Yeah, go on then. Years in advance. I think Charles Leclerc is going to go to Red Bull when Max leaves. That would be pretty interesting. Um, I think he's going to do I that. Think he... I think Max has... When does his contract end? 2026. 20... I think he... I so think... I think he leaves, um, and I think Charles goes in. So I think that Charles would go to Red Bull if he hadn't won a championship at Ferrari, which looks yes. unlikely at this point. Yes, I think so. Uh, I, th I, think, Max, I think he would go to Red Bull. Max is contracted until 2028 season, the 2028 2020. season. That's a long Yeah, it's a long contract. Sorry, I don't know why I had 26 in my head. I guess I've the engine regulations uh, was in my head. Because I, th I think he's going to leave at the end of his contract. I, I think, think he, he will. Quit. I think that's I think... why his contract's so long. Yeah. Is because he was like, look, I I want to go and do other stuff. I want to do Le Mans. I want to do Indy yeah. 500. Like, I, I don't think he, he said Indy he 500. He had the interview but... with Naomi Schiff. And he's like, I don't want to do it when I'm 40 or 50. Yeah. He's 25 now. So he runs in twenty twenty eight. So he's got like four or five years. Yeah, we just basically it's late twenties until he's, until he's 30, thirty. Essentially, I think he's going to want to do whatever it is, Le Mans. Yeah, everything twenty four hour races, all that. I, I, but I think honestly, the think, door will always be open for him to come back. Though, yeah, I, I honestly think that he's going for that triple crown. We we discussed discussed it before. I think he's going yeah. for it. 
Um, I think he'll do it. He'll do Le Mans. Yeah, I think he will do it. As well. I th- I think that he'll do it. Yeah, and I and I don't I don't say this. I lightly. think Fernando will do. I think he'll do the triple crown. I think, I think. Fernando is going to do it as well. Can you imagine a Fernando and Max combination for Le Mans? <laughs> that would be absolutely insane. Um, other other contenders or other drivers that you could potentially have by that time could include because I know Kevin Magnussen was supposed to drive for Peugeot in endurance. You could have Kevin Magnussen as part of that team as well, and I believe Jensen Button as well has done some endurance racing as well. So that could be a pretty solid team to be completely honest. I think Lando's talked about doing it as well. Yeah. So, so it could be yeah. very interesting, especially obviously if you know McLaren decide that they want to maybe even produce a car for that race as well. There's there's that option as well. I, I highly doubt it, but you know. Um, but uh, I think that obviously the um, the Triple Crown has only been one constructor constructurally um by mclaren um and i think racing wise i think uh i think it's only one isn't it not damon hill graham hill uh is it graham hill Uh, who's the who's the triple crown someone's done it hasn't it uh bruce mclaren's done it and i don't so Graham Hill has done it when before the Triple Crown was just Monaco. He did it when it was the Formula One World Championship. Yeah. So 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 yeah. So um, I think that yeah, he's the only one to have done it either way. So um, yeah, he's yeah he is the only one that's done it. it is Graham Hill? because yeah. um, he's done Indy Five Hundred, Twenty Four Hours of Le Mans, Monaco. Um, there are a few drivers that have done two. So one, Pablo Montoya has done two. Yep. He's done Indy and Monaco. Yep. Jacques Villeneuve has done Indy and he was a Formula One world champion. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of recently, it's Fernando. He needs yep. to win Indy 500 to do it. Fernando is currently the closest to it. And other than Montoya is the only active driver by the looks of things. Uh, I don't know if Montoya yeah, is no, still should, an active driver. Yeah, no, Montoya is technically still active, and yeah. so is Jacques Villeneuve. He's technically still active. Uh, so, Villeneuve. Mm. No, he's done it because he's won the Formula One World Championship, if you count the Triple Crown like that. Yeah. Um... Either way, uh, I do see Fernando going back to do Indy 500, and I definitely see Max um, also attempting the triple crown um i'm just i'm just questioning um with villeneuve uh he i'm very confused i i think i'm i think i'm getting villeneuve confused with someone else i do apologize i thought villeneuve was dead He did. Yeah, his, his father. His father. It's, it's, it's his dad. I got confused. I do apologize. I was like, wait, hold on. Hold on. Yes. Gilles um, Villeneuve. Uh, crash. Sorry. I got very confused. <laughs> Jacques and Gilles. I mean, it's pretty close anyway. Um, but yes, I do apologize. I was very confused. But yeah, so those two are active racers, but um, Jack Villeneuve is. Jack uh, is, is technically still active. Is technically like- still active, yes. Uh, however, he is currently 52, um, yeah. so I don't know how well any appearance um, in uh, 
in an in, in Indy 500, in Le Mans would, would would go for him. But I think yeah, I, I, no, I don't. The only one that's realistically got a chance right now is Fernando. Fernando um, has got we'll, the most realistic we'll, we'll, chance. Um, in a few years, if if Max goes for it. Yeah, and I think Max, especially after the comments that Andretti made. Uh, this week um, after Monaco GP essentially about saying that like he would love to invite Max to drive during the Indy 500 and um, I believe he was talking to like is it Ziggo Sport or something like that it's the Dutch Sport um, or like one of the main Dutch Sport um, broadcasting companies I guess I couldn't think of the definition Uh, it was an interview with them uh, and uh, the guy the reporter from there was just like uh uh, yeah, I don't know if he'd if he'd want to do it, and it's just like I'll make him. <laughs> uh, because, and I think it's because Andretti knows that he's perfectly capable of winning winning that triple crown. Perfectly capable. Well, yeah, I mean, he does the endurance racing on the Sims as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, in a way, he knows what's expected. Yeah. But before we do the tracks, I have fixed Formula One. Right. Okay. Before you. <laughs> demonstrate how you fix formula one was there anything else about the race that you wanted to discuss just very very quickly before you jump um, ideas nah i think it, like it's, it's monaco it was a procession there's no right. decent overtakes there's no decent strategy calls Do the we... rain mixed it up but uh, yeah so yeah. all right well how how have you fixed formula one <laughs> and then we'll talk about spain <laughs> we get rid of qualifying hey <laughs> So right. this is what happens, right? This oh, is what happens. God. This is what happens. This this works for the commercial right, commercial people, and for the sports people. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, listen, listen. There will only be one qualifying session, and that's going to be held at Bahrain, mm-hmm. right? And that would decide the grid on Saturday for a sprint race, mm-hmm. and the sprint race would decide the grid uh, for Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And now every race will have a sprint race, but where you uh, where your position was on the last race is your starting position for the sprint race. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we take Monaco as an example, right? Monaco, right? The Sunday race was Max Fernando Esteban. That would be the top three for the sprint on Saturday for Spain, which would decide the grid for Sunday's main race. I see. So that way... You're going to have mixed rigs. So that way, because before the sprint only did Sunday and then it was gone, right? Mm, yeah. So that way it gives teams more of an incentive to do well in the sprint because then they're higher up on Sunday's race, which gets them higher up on the next sprint race on Saturday, which then mixes up the grid on Sunday. Do you see what, get what I'm saying? So now you've got McLaren in ninth and 10th for the sprint race. They do all the sprint Don't race on play Saturday. with my heart trying to give McLaren ninth and 10th. So <laughs> if they do well, ninth to 10th, right in the sprint race because they could go up a couple of positions and here's the kicker here's the kicker right you might be thinking oh well you know there's no points in the sprint race for anyone that's below 10 well anyone that's below fourth right so we're not gonna have points six we're not gonna have points in the sprint race but 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 here's the kicker here's Mm -hmm. the kicker right anyone who is in the bottom 10 in the sprint race, mm. whoever sets the fastest lap out of them automatically gets pushed up three places for Sunday. Now, that makes you think, if you're in the bottom half of the grid, it's like, I could go for fastest lap, and if I'm 11th, I could go up into the top 10. Or, if everyone else goes for it, 
if they go into the pits, I can jump them in the pits. So there, so there, so there. Think about it. You're thinking about it, aren't you? So the Spanish You're Grand Prix is it. this week. Uh, <laughs> what do we think? No, I, I don't know. Do you see what I mean? So I you never you have mean. qualifying, yeah. right? So you kind of go with Formula One's idea of like more races, right? Yeah. But now the sprint race actually means something. And where you finish on Sunday mm. determines where you start on the sprint on Saturday. So that gives teams an incentive to do well in the sprint. Because remember, you're like, the fastest teams are going to be in the top six. They'll get their points. What's the point of us doing anything? Mm. I do get it. Uh... So imagine if like Max gets into an accident on Saturday, he starts at the back of the grid on Sunday. How like Sergio would that be? obviously finished like the Sergio. race last, so he would start the sprint mm. race last uh, in Barcelona. Exactly. And obviously the the drivers that retired, which was uh, who retired. Uh, Kevin, Kevin and Lance and Lance. Kevin and Lance, yeah. So they would start at the begat at the at the begak. My God, at the back. Yeah, as they'll well. start at the back of the grid as well. I mean, it would be interesting, but I just don't know. I think that might be a too a bit hey, too you radical. Heard, this is where you heard the idea. So if it gets stolen, you know where it is. I still think, I especially because I heard rumors. I still think if the, if they steal my idea around regional champions, I will fucking sue. <laughs> I will absolutely sue. Because that pisses me off. That's worse than my idea. No, regional, regional champions, champions is a much you're just better trying, idea. You're trying anything to no, get no, the no, current no, no, no. some sort of championship. Fuck you. Regional I, championship I, is bullshit. No, no, right. I think regional champion actually makes the note. It doesn't. It wouldn't mean no, it anything. Doesn't. It exactly. wouldn't mean so anything. Why do it? But it would be for commercial. At least my one. The races mean something. The races mean something. Both races mean something. Right, okay. So yeah, one qualifying, yep. that's in Bahrain. Saturday, and that determines the grid for Saturday. Saturday determines the grid for Sunday. Sunday determines the grid for the next Saturday. Do you know, I I feel like, in actuality, I feel like you don't need to change the racing or the formats of the weekend whatsoever. I think you need to introduce two new tyre manufacturers. No. <laughs> um, and I think you need to have different tyre manufacturers because Pirelli are making the races boring. They're not. They only do what Formula One asks them to do. Yes, which is make the races boring. <laughs> the races are boring. Fix the yes, tyres. The... Get Bridgestone back. No, I think having one tyre manufacturer is good. Oh, I don't like e it. It evens out the playing field. Exactly. Oh, no. It evens out the playing field. Bullshit. Because otherwise you'll have cars designed for specific tyres. That's fine. It's even harder to possibly even... Oh, we can change the rules. I, but I don't care matter. that because Red Bull signed with uh, Bridgestone and um, uh, because, I don't know, Aston Martin signed with Yokohama and the Yokohama okay, okay. wet tyres are much better, that sounds like a Red Bull problem to me. Deal with it. Okay, so you have a tyre war, mm. right? Yeah. What's to stop them making tyres that last a whole race? Well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you would make it more interesting because the hard tyres from Pirelli might be better than the hard tyres from 
Bridgestone and Yokohama. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just think the tires are part of the issue. Like, you shouldn't be able to go the entire race on a set of hards. That's bullshit. Well, you you should be able to do, what was it, 50 laps on the yellow wall tires? Yeah, like Max did. Monaco. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was insane. Um, how we managed that, I've got no idea whatsoever. Um, Spain. Spain, where the grid would have been Max Fernando Esteban. How interesting would that be? Lewis as well, fourth position. George fifth. But no, we just go back to normal qualifying and normal Sunday race. <laughs> you say normal Sunday race. Well, it'll be interesting layout. to see uh, what the track, yeah, what the new track layout does. Um, I'm expecting something similar. Probably Max to win it, Fernando to be P2, and maybe a Mercedes in P3. That's what I'm going to think. Yeah, I'd say Lewis. I'm going to go Max Fernando Lewis is what I'm thinking. I I I think that that sounds about right to be honest with you. But I I feel like Mercedes will be using this again as like a testing sort yeah. of Grand Prix. I think obviously they'll use uh, practice free practice one, two, and three as testing as well. They used Monaco as testing, and they also got to test their car in the wet, especially in the wet on slicks, which is brilliant. Um, but we all know that Barcelona is essentially the ultimate testing track. So I think that what they will do is they will take the learnings from Monaco and they will bring those to Barcelona um, and just essentially optimize. So I think that it will be a solid enough car, but I feel like they could play around and we could see potentially George take a slightly different uh, downforce compared to Lewis or whatever it is. And they'll, they'll use what um, race data that they actually generate um to go forward to canada which is the race after right uh i I was literally going to ask you like what's the race after and it is canada yeah Yeah, canada next yes because we we go canada austria great britain hungary and then uh, belgium and then belgium and then we're on the uh break the season break got it um yeah i think that uh I think that that's essentially what they'll do. They'll look to go to Canada and be the best possible car. Because also Canada's quite far away. So they won't be bringing any upgrades or anything to that. I think that they'll they'll be looking to that. I, I think maybe even short-term goal is for Mercedes to say, we want a podium at the British Grand Prix. We want to be on that podium on merit. I think that will be a very short-term goal for, for Mercedes. Well, if there's anyone that pulls it out at Silverstone, it's Lewis. It's typically Lewis, yeah. Um, whether or not he has to yeet a car into the barriers at all <laughs> is is 50-50. Uh, <laughs> we need to do that. I think during the mid-season break, we need to bring up some contentious incidents. Yes. Yeah, I think we I think we do. That's on the list, um, and the Seb Lewis Canada one is on the list, and then yes, we'll find another one. it is one. true. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, and... I think that it won't, we won't see any surprises unless, obviously, reliability comes surprises. into it because it's Barcelona and it's a bit, it's a bit boring. Well, didn't Charles his car failed last season, didn't it? Yes, it did, but that was when the Ferrari was more competitive. So I don't imagine. I think that's because that's when the uh, engine was turned up a bit more, mm, and they yeah. they sacrificed reliability yeah. for performance. So. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, but uh, who knows? 
Who knows? What's the weather like for Barcelona this weekend? Uh, Barcelona uh, weather, because we've had two wet weekends in a row. Technically, I mean, admittedly, we didn't get last weekend. Uh, Sunday's rain. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wet. It's an understatement. Uh, yeah, Sunday's rain. Uh, on uh, on Sunday in Barcelona, it's set to rain. Oh, that's interesting. Um, according to the forecast I just saw, 25% at the moment. Okay. Um, but isn't that the thing? Like, hold on. This works differently, doesn't it? The percentage of rain doesn't mean there's a 25% chance of rain. It means so, a 25% of the area will so, be covered in rain. So, yes, typically it can mean... I did not know this. I learned this recently. Yeah, so I've known this for a while. It's very interesting. Uh, however... Um, it does say probability of precipitation does say 25%. Okay, so there's a 25% chance it could rain. There's oh. also, to give, I don't know, somebody some hope, there's a 1% chance of thunderstorms. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, yeah, so AccuWeather, the most reliable, accurate source for weather, I guess, um, is saying that there's a 25% chance of rain. And also the, um, like if you Google um weather for for barcelona um it looks like there's potentially rain bbc weather which is obviously from the met office is uh saying that there's going to be high chances of rain in the morning so who knows it might be that we start on a wet track no idea but we'll have to wait and see we will have to wait and see yeah but um yeah there we go there we go uh yeah so i think it will more than likely like the results and stuff of that will probably pretty closely reflect the constructors to be completely honest um and i don't expect too much else i don't expect any surprises or anything i like expect that. lance to be up there i would hope that lance is up there a bit more um but we will we will go on lance watch this week um yeah. and see if we can figure out what's going on with him um and hopefully he pulls it together a little bit we will also be on alpha tarry watch to see what happens with uh nick devries and uh and yuki Tsunoda. cool cool but um we did we did briefly mention it earlier that we would maybe talk through our tracks that we had been designing would you like to run through them now? We uh, have been recording for an hour and 13 minutes. No, Would you like to? Long. No. Okay, fine. We'll just leave it there then. We'll wait for next well... week or the week. <laughs> this is just going to be a long running joke. We have, <laughs> yeah. We, we actually have a design tracks. So it's just, yeah. Uh, but what we can do then is we can just do it um, the week after. So not next week because we'll be talking about Espanola. <laughs> We'll be talking about uh, Fernando oh. winning at his home race. I apologise. Yeah, we'll be talking about Fernando winning at his home race, uh, Nick DeVries P2, um, and we'll we'll go from there, really. But uh, but yeah, I um, uh, I think that we should leave it for in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. But yeah, I I'll be honest with you, I'm not really looking forward to barcelona really i think it's i think it's going to be a bit better because of the track changes i think it's going to help with overtaking i think that the the without the track changes in all honesty barcelona is more boring than monaco (laughs) personally but it it, it is what it is it's it's not the most interesting of races but hopefully the track changes uh improve it and then that gives uh a little bit of a kick up the ass to get monaco changed 
say like, hey, look, if we tweak the track, we can improve racing. True. I mean, not many changes you can make at Monaco. But... I also think one of the things about Barcelona, it's a long race. True, it is a long a race. Long yeah, race. it's quite a long, so... quite a lot of laps. I can I can find yeah. out how many laps we have. I reckon it's um... sixty six. Uh, oh, I'm looking at the results. I'm not looking at... Whoa! Breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. Uh, McLaren, this is 13 minutes ago. McLaren have announced the signing of Rob Marshall from Red Bull as new technical chief. Oh. Um, so Ooh. he will be joining on January 1st, 2024. Oh, wow. Uh, obviously, with James Key disappearing, he will be stepping in. There we go. Very interesting. That was all. Just just a uh, little tidbit. No, no, I guess. That, that's uh, that's quite big news. Uh, it's, um, it's reasonably we'll have to talk big. About it yeah. More in, um, um, but uh, also, if you want to know who Rob Marshall is, he's the big bald guy that you sometimes see on the podium. Yes, um, but just to just to give you um, an idea as to how many um, uh, how many laps we have at Barcelona, it is sixty six with a race distance uh, yeah. of three hundred and seven point two three six kilometers. Called it. And the first Grand Prix was in 1991. Uh, there we go. Cool. Well, yeah, cool. Thank you all for listening, uh, listening to us drone on. <laughs> um, if you think my Formula One change is great, do support. <laughs> nice. Do let us know. And if anyone from Formula One is listening, just just a few million for you to buy the idea, and it, and it's all yours. I'm thinking at least two. Well, I need to buy that Enzo, so yeah, we're exactly. going to need a few, you, need a few a million. Straight trade. Mate, I wouldn't be able to afford the fuel that goes into it. <laughs> All the insurance, let alone the insurance. Jesus. All the insurance. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, no, I'll just drive it on a video game or something and be like, Live this, the dream. this is the close, closest I'll be. Yeah, I mean, I'll let yeah. you finish off uh, taking us out. Yes, uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week where we'll be discussing all things Spain, possibly pain, um, if things don't go our way and if McLaren don't get into the top 10, could see Jacob crying. But if you like this, please like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and uh, catch you all soon. Cheers, Bye. Guys.